before we start, I just have a quick question. How do you spell the word honey? Like the food? Yeah. H-O-N-E-Y. Right? Yeah. That's easy. Yeah, I feel like this is about to get to a weird place. So keep it's going. not going to get to <laughs> such a weird place. We have a, a, a new waitress at the old restaurant who came up to a group of us and she was like, hey guys, does anybody here know how to spell the word honey? Oh no. And I looked good. at her, I looked at her and I went, I went, yeah, H-U-N-N-Y. <laughs> she you said, did. she was like, she was like, yeah, I thought so. So she must have watched a lot of Winnie the Pooh because that's where that spelling came from. <laughs> Yeah, anything to say to that? I I don't have a lot of words for that. This That's... is the this is the recent like employee candidate pool that my restaurant has, Patrick. They're crushing it. Yeah. Could it could it be better, everyone? And if you don't know, you should know. Welcome back to the pop culture forest, oh, the Two Bears Media Review, where we take a deep dive into all things concerning pop culture, movies, books, literature, music, and today specifically TV shows. Over here, we yep. have the Vanilla Bear, Patrick. How's it going today? What up? I am so excited. This gives me the opportunity to just. Yeah, crap you have on a recent, some things. You have a recent uh, uh, example of one of yours, don't you? I do, and there will be an article written on our blog about this when we get this blog up and running. I'm super excited to talk about it. I'm <laughs> pumped about it as well. And over here, your chocolate bear Mundo. Uh, the topic this week is uh, TV show killers. And not murderers on TV shows, but moments in TV shows or choices made through TV shows that ended up ruining the series. And I mean, this is an interesting subject because uh, there are different breaking points for different people in TV shows. A lot of people will hop off them back on a TV show um, at different moments because of different choices, huh? Oh, my gosh. There's so many. And, you know, I don't think, like, for me, this, I tried to focus on some things that I think are killers. I picked a couple fun ones just to talk about. I don't think they're absolute killers. I just want to talk through it with you. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you could, for a great example, um, Steve doesn't like Psych. But it's not because the show, it's because he doesn't like Sean Spencer, the main character. And I'm like, well, that's not really a show killer. That's just you not liking the way they built a character. Yeah, that, yeah that's you so. not liking somebody's face. Right, exactly. Which that's our, which, that's once our again, argument. We're all allowed to yeah. do. <laughs> yeah. We've, we have many people both of us don't like because of their face. They're great actors. I can yeah. guarantee you there's great actors out there. We just don't watch their movies. Yeah, we don't like their face. They have a weird face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I, you know, it's more, you know, with those things within the show where you're either, you know, vibing the show or you're really deep in the show and you feel 
feel committed, but that one thing happens or this one choice is made that you're like, okay, I can't keep going now. It's over. All this goodwill was built up and you lose it. So, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm excited to talk about that. because I have examples written down. I even have a few movies written down that I think did stuff like this. Sure. Uh, that just absolutely confused me or destroyed my willingness to finish a movie, which isn't even that long. <laughs> it's not well, like the TV show that you get committed. Like, these the, the the reason why people feel so jaded about TV show or movie moments that ruin something is because you already put in the time to invest and to care about it to begin with. Mm-hmm. So you know you watch six seasons of something season, and season six does it. Yeah, you know <laughs> that would be terrible. I I I think. I think one of the other reasons I want to talk about it is because I'm thinking about this year too, right? You're going to have all these shows coming out with either final seasons or a season after two years off because of everything that went down. Yeah. And what if it's not done right? You've waited all that time to watch the fourth season of Stranger Things, which I don't think you got too into, but I did. Oh, yeah. Um, Uh, To me, season one was good and season two was absolute garbage. Oh, see, I thought they got better as you went. Yeah, that's I thought definitely they've improved. Not how that show goes. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless, we're getting season four. It's going to be the end, and I feel like season three ended on this high note. And if they t- take all that that they built up and just tear it down somehow, it will be so disappointing. Oh, it yeah, but that's going to happen. Well, so here's diminishing. Before we get into pattern, our topic, this is why I think it might happen, and it makes me nervous. Because they've introduced this weird Russian plot. Oh, out of nowhere? And you know how I hate when they pick the Russian war, World War II bullshit it's, plots. Uh, yeah, it's, your, it's one of... You oh. hate that as much as I hate it's all, it was all a dream. Because it can only... Yeah, exactly. Because it can only be done so many different unique ways. But when a movie does it, it's stellar. Yeah. For when instance, they don't, it's just a subplot. A, a movie that, that, that I think greatly benefited from a Russian subplot was The Shape of Water. And that's where we disagree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. No, yeah, you're right. I mean, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, everyone's got their things, and that is definitely one of my top no-nos of just stay away from the whole topic. Just stay Unless, away from it. We get it. Russians yeah. are out there. They hate us. Yeah. And that's okay. They did bad things. Yeah. <laughs> we probably deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And I don't mean, All right. and I don't mean us as a country. I mean me and Patrick personally. <laughs> we probably so, <laughs> before also before we continue, the next thing you need to do is just keep calling her honey. <laughs> That should be her name throughout the entire restaurant. No one actually calls her by her real name. <laughs> that would be amazing. She would be so yeah. confused. You should like if you like, and if you even if you have a restaurant, like if you have a client that you like that comes into the restaurant, have them do it too. <laughs> we have this. We have this really weird old dude named Chris, and if we if I could get him to do it. <laughs> It would fit with his age then. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah, exactly. He's like saying, dude, the yeah. one time he came in and he looked at me and he was like, he was like, 
I've had 14 beers today before coming in. And I said, I looked around, I said, Chris, it is 1130 in the morning. God, you're like, I have more back by the bar. Uh, before we before we kick off here, um, I am going to just throw this uh, out there in the ether. Um, said it last week whenever we were talking to Noah about this topic, because he brought it up. First and foremost, we are 100% sticking away from Game of Thrones. Uh, yes. As we both feel like the show was ruined way before season eight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it had a really solid middle part for me yeah. and i know you liked the beginning yeah but it did not have an ending yeah. that after, was desirable after, the, <clears throat> after about midway through it's absolutely yeah. pointless i consider season eight serviceable <laughs> it got <laughs> it got plot lines closed yeah, in horrible ways. <laughs> it just, it just Some of the, the characters are debatable, but I'm with you. It's just the <laughs> worst ways imaginable. But that's the only way that we are going to mention yeah. uh, Game yeah, of yeah, Thrones yeah. because I'm here to have a good time, not so, absolutely hate myself. No, and a lot of the ones that we bring up are probably going to be something they did. So it would just take way too long. Exactly. And that's fine. Let's yeah, tell her the first we, one. We can't relate every one of these shows to Game of Thrones season eight. No, but to kind of continue that, let's talk about bad endings. Yeah, um, let's bad do that. Endings are, are are a big maybe the most important because as I said earlier, you dedicate hours of your life, sometimes you know in the double <sighs> digits, sometimes in the triple digits, to happily see something conclude. Yep, and what show did your least favorite thing as its bad ending? It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. <laughs> I never watched it, but my best example of this is Lost because yeah. I don't know a single fan of Lost that is like, oh, that ending was great. <laughs> yeah, well, so the problem with Lost and Lindelof, the series creator came out and said this, was yeah. that as it like was going through the first few seasons, they had no grand plan for anything. And they would just be like, oh, it would be really cool if this happened. And so they just <laughs> threw it in. So by the time the final season got announced, they had all these open plot points and like moments that made no sense. And they like looked at it and he was just like, fuck, I got to make this make sense. <laughs> That is now you not build a show. <laughs> yeah. You have to have a plan, as it were. Actually. You at least have to have a clear beginning and a clear end. Yeah. You have, to, <laughs> you have to do that, because if not, then you get a jumbled mess that was the series finale of Lost. Now, the dream can work, but the yeah. goal has to be to get to the dream part of it. I mean, to me, <clears throat> it was all a dream worked approximately one time. And that's in 1939 with a little movie called uh, uh, Wizard of Oz. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, you can count that. That's a win. Yeah. So 80 <laughs> years later, it has not been done well a second time. No, it has not. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But besides the, oh my it was God. all a dream. If we're going to relate these to movies, fucking sucker punch. I remember all of our friends <sighs> in school being so hype up on sucker punch. Remind me of the ending because I love it. Becoming this like ultra feminist, like action packed movie that has the girls as, as like yeah. World War II, like cyberpunk. Oh, so cool. Warriors that had amazing <laughs> action scenes and great set pieces. But by the end of it, you realize it all took place during a lobotomy. See, I thought they did that well. No, you can't do that well because the entire point of the movie is showing female empowerment and the fight back from the system. To have it all taken away by it being a fucking fantasy at the end of it ruins our entire journey. But it, what? But it was a fantasy. Yeah, but but the fantasy <laughs> that she has is them like fantasizing it and then breaking out because of her fantasy and because of how she's seeing okay. the world. I gotcha. To have the, the, the breakout and the escape and that entire adventure be a part of a lobotomy where by the end of the mm-hmm. movie she's just going to be locked away and brain dead anyways makes no sense. So, okay, you make a good point because I, uh, you know, as I've gotten more into the video game landscape, yeah. I'm starting to see movies like that now, too. Yeah. And that could have been a good video game, right? Yes. That would have been a badass video game. Would have been, would have been, I think, a better <laughs> video game than it would have been a, a movie. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, you like can build more inside of it. In reality. Mm-hmm. You know, you could have made it a very cool, like, Assassin's Creed type game. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good one. I didn't think about that. No, my... So, my answer for this was just streaming originals as a whole. Okay, uh, uh, let's hear it. Because <laughs> uh, I don't think that I've seen many, you know, like, you know, Amazon Prime or netflix or hulu's that are original shows that i've gotten all the way through and have been fully satisfied with how they decided to do it and that's a tough thing because some of them are only three seasons long they're not even that long so you're not it's not like they've built up all this to where you know it's how i met your mother situation yeah they don't have the same expectations that like how i met your mother had Right. And that's, you know, after nine seasons, you're like, that was okay. (laughs) Probably not the best. (laughs) Right. But I also look at shows like that and I kind of put them in their own category because when you are on there for nine, 10, even in the- I have, I have a very, I'm excited to get to one of my categories uh, where I put how I met your mother uh-huh. Uh, to see what you think about it uh, what i oh, think yeah. actually like ruined the show okay all right i'm looking forward to that i'll yeah. wait i'll wait then i'll hold off my opinion sure. on that sure uh yeah so i think that bad endings they're, they're not the number one for me i don't think no because by that but... point I, I there's there's like multiple things that i've already latched on to that made it worthwhile yeah so like that's that's a reason why i wouldn't say a a bad ending would just like a movie like a bad ending wouldn't absolutely ruin a movie for me but it would you know probably take it down to the like mid 70s if we were on film artist 
but so let's take an example, right? Take an example of Queen's Gambit because we've never, we still haven't done our deep dive of that because we still want people to have time to watch it. Yeah. And imagine seven episodes and the finale is horrible. Right. That's not good. That doesn't bode well for a seven episode. But also you wouldn't feel (laughs) awful about it. (laughs) I mean, about the show itself, but I wouldn't feel awful that i only lost seven hours right exactly that's what i mean definitely yeah yeah you'd be Um, like well i went to school most days so (laughs) (laughs) there's a way to look at it yeah school yeah absolutely Uh, um i have i have one uh, of my categories over here that that i'm interested to get uh your take on uh, see if you have any that matches up. And, and my one category is is a change of location. Okay, explain. So there are, there are TV shows that work in the TV show's environment. And sometimes these show thinks that they're going to get cute by switching up where the show can take place and how the show can take place. Now, there are a few TV shows that I've watched that have done this, and every single one has seen a severe drop in quality whenever it happened. The first one. Okay. They actually escaped the prison in Prison Break. Yeah, that'll do it. What's Oh! I Okay, keep going. I, have, I thought of an example now that you brought it up. So, yeah. Tell yeah. me all about Prison Break because I didn't really finish that. Yes, yeah, so I kind of got two into it. Seasons of Prison off. Break is all about them being in this uh, uh, penitentiary and the drama that goes on, and them trying to like connive their way to break out of it. But at the end but of the I, second, wait, wasn't I thought Prison Break was where they used the people in prison to help solve cases and then put them back in prison? Well, yeah, but the prisoners, <laughs> like the whole point is that the prisoners are trying to escape them too. Oh right, well yeah, gotcha. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and by the end of the second season, the two main prisoner dudes break out. At the end of the second season? Yeah. Okay. So why would you do that so early in the show's like career? Like for me, that's a that's a season, but like the season finale before the last season. Yeah. Because then you have a season to take care of that. However you you do that. What you need is five seasons of them trying to break out of this thing. Because by that point, it's like, holy shit, this thing really is an impenetrable shell. Right. One and a half seasons of not being able to get out of the prison is like, oh, that was pretty easy. (laughs) (laughs) This wasn't wasn't that hard the entire time. Why didn't we just do that right away? One of the guys says that. One of the guys looks directly into the camera as it zooms in and he said, we could have done this the whole time. Time, time, time. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, And the second example that I have of it, more recent, um, but I'm hoping that they crash crash course corrected this one. I hope. Mm -hmm. So it's still going? So this one's still ongoing. Okay, that's exciting. I think because of the overall negative reaction to season three, they moved it back to its original location. 
Mm-hmm. This is honestly one of my favorite modern TV shows uh, uh, that has been coming out, and it is HBO's Westworld. Yes. Okay, this will be an interesting one because we've kind of talked about this before. Yeah. But I don't know how much we've gotten into the weeds on it. So So I love yeah. Westworld. I love Westerns. I love futuristic <laughs> cyborg robots. So this TV show, when it came out... I had it all. Yes. Honestly, <laughs> seemed like it was like made just for me. It felt like something like that. Like I... I fell in love with it from its very first episode, which I contend is one of the best first episodes in television history. That first episode of Westworld could have been a fucking movie. That thing was awesome. But you had the first two seasons being extremely tight, maybe second season a little bit jumbled, um, rotating storylines of time differentials and science fiction inside the Westworld Park. Come season two at the end of it, we the the robots that we are are rooting for escape the park, making the season three of Westworld take place in the grand scheme of the bigger world. Taking it out of the Western element that conceded the show and to me was a a huge reason to watch the show yeah i think it loses a bit of its charm and uniqueness by just making it into another you know blade runner-esque futuristic society well that also the smart way move to make i don't think no and that makes sense but that also makes it harder to create a direct plot right because yeah. everyone's not together anymore right then it's good then you have to do the jumping around thing yeah which mm, can work but for the most part doesn't tend to work yeah well that's <laughs> the thing you can only you can only have that jumping around thing if everybody's together <clears throat> yeah you know, or at least, like, you know, the reason why the jumping around worked, I think, a lot of people said that it didn't work in season two. I thought it worked great in season two because it was still, we are still all together in the park. Right, exactly. You're going from maybe other to a different side of the park, but you know just across the way this is happening because you just watched And it. at any given moment, these guys <laughs> could just randomly run into each other. Right. And those were some of my favorite parts in season two when, was whenever like Maeve was off doing her thing and Dolores was off doing her thing and every now and then they'd like walk into each other and they'd be like gangsta and they'd just continue walking the other way. <laughs> so that that's and then season that's three had an interesting take character on character from Black Swan in it. That was weird, I thought. <laughs> no, so that's I like your take on it because uh, that made me think of one of the things that I could not get into with The Walking Dead was that exactly that they would just they there was no like lead into anything. It was just like, OK, here's five episodes about this character. 
Yeah. And then let's forget about this character. Let's go to this character now for yeah, a while. Yeah, they're, they're like, boy, like, boy, is it great that we found this house that was completely abandoned that we could stay into for four whole episodes before we make stupid yeah. decisions that allow zombies to overrun this location. So we have to run away and then just find another safe location. Oh, boy, I love doing that, says Rick Crimes. <laughs> and that was, you know, and that's part of that show was this loop right yeah. and i'm like eh. yeah okay like a season of it i could take and every time and every time i get it, it seemed like the fan base like was getting comfortable at, at, at a certain spot mm-hmm. like you take that away no you you <clears throat> let the audience get more comfortable tv show well here's here's another thing i think that and this this does relate to it but sort of uh <clears throat> The, the way they wrote this show, they ended up having a character that doesn't even exist in the comics, from what I understand. Yeah. Be the favorite character. Yeah. That's not good. That to, doesn't bode like, well for your story. Like, <laughs> I am fine with that. I am fine with that if the story made sense anyways. Well, right. But that's what I'm yeah. saying, right? They didn't do anything to make you, make me at least get into other characters now i didn't know who was a part of the comic so yeah. the fact that my favorite character wasn't in the comic really threw me off because that told me the writing wasn't it's done a well. little yeah it is but, a little disconnected you know it yeah. proves that they don't know what they're doing with the comic book characters that they have to make a new one to to make it intriguing mm. to them and to me that came down to the changing locations and constantly picking a new person to follow because that typically would change the location automatically right yeah right yeah and and, and so often did in in that show yep i like that one that's a good one i didn't think of that yeah i have walking dead under a different category in mind <clears throat> okay um, that is that is uh, a too grand a plan and what i mean for that is it just has too many rotating characters in it that could possibly have any worthy payoff you get into the um suzanne collins way of writing that's the lady that wrote the hunger games books where honestly with by the end of the third book it's kind of like i don't know what to do with these characters and how to give them a satisfying ending so i'm just going to kill them yeah that's not okay you know, and, and that's what happens in Walking Dead. They they just keep on adding new characters with notable actors behind them because they want the problem with the Walking Dead is they want the actors to do the work. They want us to see that Jeffrey Dean Morgan is playing a character, and because we know who Jeffrey mm -hmm. Dean Morgan is, that makes them an important character, not no. having an important <laughs> character doing important things for other characters that we already care about. Yeah, and like I feel like he's the guy with the bat, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I never really got that. I didn't get anywhere near that far into the show, and I remembered. I remembered when that started going down. You started seeing it everywhere. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, okay, but is he actually important, or is he just there to stir up some shit? And, and it felt more like he was there important. to stir up shit. Because he does his what he does, or because he has a big name actor behind him, right? Yeah, 
Yeah. I will so say, I, though, that that adaptation of his introduction scene, credit where credit is due, is one of the most faithful parts to the comic book of the TV show. I also heard that, that they went off the, t- the comic, but that wouldn't have affected me because I don't really... No, but it proves that all of their best ideas that they have and their most legendary moments that they do are all from the comic books. Right. So just do that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just do that. That's why you got the rights. I'll tell you what. Yeah. There's a reason why it's ran for like 133 issues. (laughs) And it isn't because it's bad. Maybe it works. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, what's, what, what's a category and what on yours, Patrick? We just went through a couple of mine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, do you want me to do you want me to do one that is not as important, or one that I think is kind of a silly one that only might affect me? Oh, let's save that one for a second. Let's. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So then I'll go with I'll go with a very obvious one. Um, and for the sake of this argument, I'm going to exclude Doctor Who, one, because I think it does it well, two, because that's a much bigger conversation than just one little category. I think that's something we address at a later time. Sure. But, uh, I want to talk about unclear time travel. Oh, well, time travel is to be already the worst idea that any show could possibly do (laughs) but it's been done yeah but that's but that here's the thing all you're doing whenever you do time travel is opening yourself up to a rabid fan base that is going to catch you up on plot holes they're going to catch you they'll find it they'll find it don't worry i think that's why i want to to include it they'll find it for you and they'll let you know Yep, and that's why I wanted to include it because there's no way to do it where everyone's going to be satisfied. Exactly, yeah. Um, And I I actually had a movie example for this one more than the TV show ones because I think time travel and TV show is near impossible because there's just too much happening in a TV show. Just wait for it, dude. You think that that it... I got one for you. (laughs) Of a TV show? Yeah, I mean, it did it. Oh, okay. Uh, no, my my mo- my most recent example was the movie Tenet. Yeah, sure. Didn't see it. Um, heard it's oh, bad. Brutal, man. It was like Christopher Nolan other... has has had a couple misses recently, hasn't he? Yeah. So Did this you watch particular Interstellar? one, I liked Interstellar. Speaking of time travel, <laughs> Interstellar wasn't time travel. But, yes, it was. Was it time travel? But it ended up becoming. It was just space. Time. Yeah, but it ended up. But he traveled. Oh yeah, it had the little mechanic. Time, Patrick. Yeah, he <laughs> he passes time or whatever. That's right. Yeah, the portal old jazz. <laughs> it's weird. I, I didn't because, really feel like that it, played as much. Yeah, but I don't feel like that played yeah. as much into that movie as yeah, it could have. You're right that it isn't like technically a time travel movie, but they do travel through the actual element that, of time. I forgot because Matthew McConaughey stays super young and then everyone else gets older. And, and then sees his old fucking daughter who's like, <laughs> who's like, you shouldn't see your own daughter die. <laughs> <laughs> and then he walks, dude, to me, if I was him, I'd be like, 
I have been away your entire life. There is no fucking way I'm walking away from you now. Yeah. No. Right. Exactly. You know. Um, cold no, it was, heartless I, I, bastard. Yeah. Still. Yeah, I still like that one. The music was good in that. It one. was good. Uh, no, uh, the, the, the biggest thing that, that is legit. My only complaint about that movie. I thought that movie was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, so my biggest complaint with Tenet, though, was that you could tell it was going for the time travel thing, but never once does it explain, like, why these bullets or guns are important. It never explains when it cuts to a new scene, what time period you're in, whether you went to the past, the future, to the present. And they don't all look distinguishable enough to where you can just not it, tell like, us really matters <laughs> yeah like you need to put something down there at the bottom of the screen or the top of the screen like london 1862 yeah, just that way like oh this is the past like, do, all you need to do is just like put a little letter you're yeah. like oh this is timeline a that that would be kind of fun actually if a you movie know? did that yeah if like what if it was like hey you're about to enter a movie with seven different timelines pay attention yeah to the corner of the screen if you think it gets weird <laughs> yeah i'll tell you what i'll tell you what would have been a really good movie to do that with was mr nobody you ever see that one no i didn't watch that yet um it's the only movie that i've ever seen that i like jared leto in um, okay and it is a movie about um a dude he's the oldest dude in the world and he's going to be the last dude that's going to die from old age and he's telling his life story, but his life diver but his life story like diverges in a million different ways, but always comes back to itself. And it's weird because there are he like tells three different timelines of his life all the way okay. through that all like sort of interconnect together, where he like meets the same people. But, like, sometimes he dies as a kid. Sometimes he, like, gets murdered as, like, a middle-aged man. It's weird. Okay. So, I'm trying to figure out what I can relate that to. You can't. It's unlike any movie. That's interesting. Patrick, it's unlike <laughs> any other movie that I've ever seen in my life. It almost reminds me of Looper, but it sounds way different. Yeah, it is way different. Yeah, it is way okay. different. Okay. But it's good. Okay. It's real good. Um, but the, one that, the, the example that I have with, with time travel, and to me, um, I, I grouped it into this category that I have uh, called change in direction. Okay. And uh, I like, I, I'm enjoying that we have similar thought lines, but they come to fruition in different ways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 and mine, and mine is the Amazon Prime series, "The Man in the High Castle." We never finished. We never really finished that. We started one episode, I think, and we were like, "Eh." <laughs> well, I, you so know, tell me about it. <laughs> I'm a I'm a huge history dude. Uh, yeah, and the whole conceit of the show is that the Germans and the Japs won uh, World War Two. And they've broken up America into the Eastern Nazi uh, United States and then the Pacific Coast states, which are the West Coast. Okay. And then there's like a neutral territory in between 
where you have like freedom fighters and rebels that are trying to like overthrow the oppressive totalitarian governments that at once at one point made up the greater United States. Okay. Right. That's what the show becomes about. And personally, I loved that shit. I loved like the, the like the espionage of it, the like counterterrorism, you know, the the like this it's so cool seeing that like to the Germans and the Japanese that are in America in this alternate timeline, like stuff like the uh like the 1930s um like movies and shit like they're iconic to them like they they want to copy american culture but not be american culture it's great and i love that like espionage spy shit that they do greater battles it's good but then the last season patrick oh no the last season, and I have no idea why they went in this direction, decided that they were just going to start going around hopping dimensions. Why? <laughs> I don't know. If it had been introduced before, you're like, okay, that's weird. But if it plays a part in the plot. They, they like start like sprinkling in like this idea that of of like of it like throughout the series and you're like okay okay like that's a little weird and it's cool for the side characters because you expect you expect the side characters to then use this ability for greater good cause in the later seasons but at the beginning of the last season they make it abundantly clear that this is just what the tv show is going to be now it's going to be jumping around to different uh, um, dimensions at different times in those dimensions. And sometimes it's going to be like our past. And sometimes it's going to be a different past. Sometimes it's going to be a parallel universe. Sometimes it's not. You at least have to make a decision on that. Yeah. Like if the portal works, what does the portal actually do? You have Does no it idea. take you to a parallel timeline? Awesome. Then we know for the whole season that's how they solve their problem by going to parallel timelines and working on whatever's happening there. It was weird. And I didn't wild. <clears throat> that's unfortunate. That's one of those terrible ways to end a show. <laughs> yeah. It like just becomes a completely different TV show. Yeah. That's not good. We can't be doing that. No. Um, cool. So I, that's cast- a good one. Not a satisfying yeah, I, TV show. Also, a boring fucking book. Okay, so I was going to see if maybe that led into a topic that also that I continued on here. And that is adaptations from source material. Uh, because obviously, similar to our conversations that we've had earlier, right? Yeah. Of not sticking to your graphic novels or not sticking to whatever. That can be cool. You can do that. We've had conversations like that for years together of things that have done that well and maybe moved some stuff around that made it better, right? But I have always said that I prefer my adaptations to be different from. Yeah. Yeah. Why why would you know? Because I don't want to see the same story that I already experienced. Mm -hmm. 
like, you know, most older generations would probably hate me saying it, but the new Great Gatsby I thought was better than the old one just for the sheer watchability factor. Yeah. I mean, I had that, that one was two and a half, three hours long. It was very loyal to the book. Don't get me wrong, but ooh. <laughs> That was a rough one. Um, <laughs> As many old movies are. Yeah, but when it's already based on something and you literally just take it word for word and line for line, that's... <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> You're like, I could have read the book. Yeah. And at this point... Uh, my, my best example, my favorite example, though, of the source material was kind of just the entirety of a lot of minor entireties when it comes to these TV shows because I couldn't find one that did it worse than others. But the whole teen trilogy TV show adaptation thing that they're trying to do still. Uh, like what? What are you talking about specifically? Uh, so like for me, it would be the Mortal Instruments one that they made. Oh, but pretty okay. much anything CW does. When they take a book and CW decides to make it a series oh, dude, I or freeform. I have a whole CW section. <laughs> <laughs> and don't give me, they have done good shows. One of their shows is in my top 10 and that's okay. What is but, it? Uh, Rain. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My mom but, you know, that. Queen Mary Scott's badass. Baz bitch alive ever. That's Love your girl. It. Yeah, that's a girl. <laughs> but... <laughs> So on top of those ones, uh, we like one of my old girlfriends and I, we used to go on, you know, friend dates, whatever. And basically she'd swindle me into going to these movies by being like, oh, it's my birthday. I got us tickets to see this movie. And I'm like, oh, great. Now I got to go. You're like, it's weird <laughs> that you've had three birthdays this year, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, no, no, she'd do it on the first one. That was her trick. And then we'd have to see the rest of the trilogy together. Okay. It was like a hooker. Yeah, it hooked you in, right? Yeah. And the third Divergent movie was so horrendous. Sure. Like I, I didn't read them. I had no interest in reading them, but she hated it because it was so far off the book. And the fact that me, having not read the book and seeing the first two movies, knew that they took that movie in an entirely odd direction... Yeah, right, okay. that is that would be weird. Something's not right here. Yeah, noticing <laughs> that something isn't book accurate from not having read the book. Right, like that. You shouldn't be able to be, to tell that. Yeah, and the reasons that I could tell that was the first two movies they kind of introduced technology, right, for that world that yeah. was usable and was going to end up being important. Like I think I think in Divergent it was that. Uh, her brain was so powerful that she could see what was going to happen. I forget exactly. Like she had some kind of will of heart that may let her take in stuff around her and, and vi see visions and blah, blah, blah. Sure. Uh, I'm sure someone listening can correct us on that. <laughs> I can't I've remember. It, so I certainly can. <clears throat> but in the third movie, they went like, into, they rolled into another category I also have here. And that is overdoing cgi they took the technology factor and just said fuck it let's create some cgi and just hit it hard 
We're going to fly everywhere. The cars are going to be super futuristic. Everything's going to look ridiculous. And it did. I love I love a great big old CGI fucking scene. <laughs> it, I mean, it can be done well. Uh, it's like, it's not... like, what do the actors do? Just stand around in like a giant green room sitting on a green box? <laughs> well, that's my... What was the... Was it Alien? I think it was Alien I watched an interview on because they walk into a room, I think, filled with all the eggs or whatever. And I remember them talking about the cast of it. No, I'm sorry. It was Eight-Legged Freaks. It was Eight-Legged Freaks. And he was talking about how they just told him to walk into a room. And we've had similar conversations of other movies. But just walk into a room and go crazy. Pretend there's a spider over there. Pretend there's a spider <laughs> over there. And we'll just put a spider there. It's cool. Yeah. Why not actually scare him a little bit? Like, right. Yeah. One of my favorite behind the scenes features is uh, from Star Wars uh, Revenge of the Sith. Because there's a giant fucking lightsaber CGI fight in that movie that lasts like a half hour. And they have like Jesus. behind the scenes footage. And it's just two dudes just like swinging like Singapore canes at each other in legit like a, a basketball like court size room that is filled with like green blocks that they're like climbing all over. It's really absurd. <laughs> I, it works, I guess. <laughs> it did it. Yeah, that movie sucked. <laughs> no, that was a bad part. That was a bad one. That was a yeah, bad so that one. was one that I kind of thought of. I was watching a review of some other movies and they brought up the idea of overdoing CJ. I'm like, I never really thought about that one. Yeah. I just kind of decided I didn't like the movie. I never really thought about it being due to a lack of just human existence in it. <laughs> you know? And now, now I'm going to notice those things. Right. That's the thing. Like, once you start noticing, like, what you enjoy in things, it's hard to not notice them anymore. Yeah. Yeah. For Rizzle. Uh, what else you got? Uh, so I had one I wrote down specifically for you. Okay. Because uh, we talked about it during Finding Forrester. And I wanted to hear more about just general other times. Maybe you have seen this or uh, I wrote down an example for me, too, I think. Yeah, I did here. Uh, but when acting level doesn't match. Oh. The casting aspect of it. Yeah. Sure. Uh, uh, yep. I mean, it's so it's always so interesting, like, criticizing <laughs> actors because, like, they had to get the job somehow. And sometimes right. I just don't know how. <laughs> so my favorite example, right, you know, and that's, some of its name. So my least favorite show, it's not even my least favorite show I've watched. It's my least favorite character maybe I've ever seen in a show. Sure. And unfortunately, it was Anna Paquin in True Blood, which had such a great idea. Oh, True And it was a, such yeah. a creative show. Yeah. That She's was just a, so bad at acting. A, a, a good one. Because <laughs> uh, the guy Bill in it, the guy that plays Bill, yeah, so good. I thought his acting was so good in that first season, because you know you you know my thing of if somebody tells you to watch something and I commit to it, I'm gonna at least watch a whole season 
so that I can come back at that person and be like, nah, not for me. Yeah. yeah or I can yeah, be like, yeah, I'll keep going. As the way, um, as the way to go. Yeah, because watching two, if you're going to commit to it for a friend, that's not fair. You can't have a fair judgment, right? So I'll commit. And I did. And even side characters, the guy that runs the bar, her girlfriend who ends up having, I forget what kind of skill. Um, I think she can see like a seer type thing because her grandmother was a seer or her mom was. I forget now. But seer, all of those characters were so strong. And then you had just Anna Paquin, who was just this, I don't know how to do anything character. And I'm like, eh, really? You can't solve any problem? Anna Paquin's so good! (laughs) (laughs) She's got her moments. That was just one of those castings for me that didn't quite fit, uh, fit for what other casting they did. And I think they went for that big name. Yeah, I definitely, definitely see that. Um, I'll tell, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what is is one that comes to mind for me. Um, so you have like shows that have like a grander scheme of things. So you need actors that can bring that depth and bring that levity whenever it needs to be brought out. You mean like the going out of character for a minute type of right. thing? Or not just that, but maybe like they were watching these characters to be empathetic of them. And so like mm-hmm. in their empathetic scenes, they must crave emotion from them. Mm-hmm. And something that, that you could not feel any emotion towards is any, most of the leads uh in Pretty Little Liars. I refuse to watch it. <laughs> I just couldn't do it. First Tell season me about got, it. The first season of Pretty Little Liars got me. Yeah. But it seemed like after the first season, whoever was managing that show just decided to tell all of the lead girls to like up the hysterics. They're like, yeah. you are frightened women. Be frightened women. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that was that was one I haven't gotten into. Uh, I'm glad I haven't because I, I mean, except for a few, I don't know anyone that really raved about it. Guilty pleasure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's one of those guilty pleasures. And they probably did enjoy it, but just wouldn't tell me. Yeah. <laughs> we all have those, right? That's yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that's a good one. I didn't think of that. But there's your CW coming at you. That's but and, and then uh, to be to be fair, another show that I feel like uh, piggybacks off of just the like reputations of people that they can get for the seasons is American Horror Story. Yeah, I've never watched it. I want to watch a couple seasons that I think looked interesting, but I just can't get myself to dive in. Yeah, I to me their peak came at season two. Okay, and you know what? It's funny you say it the way you did because I literally only want to watch the hotel because Max Greenfield was in it, and I want to see him in something other than like the weird TBS show he's on now with somebody in on New Girl. Like I want to see. I wanted to see him do something weird because he was the gold man. Yeah, or whatever. 
like that and Lady Gaga. Yeah. But I'm not going to the show to watch the show. I want to see them in the show. <laughs> yeah, I, I, from what I heard from by hotel, I was solely off the yeah the the American Horror Story bandwagon. I was like, this show sucks yeah. now. Uh, and I, I know hotel- you like Fargo. <laughs> like those types of shows can work. Oh, Fargo's so awesome. I love Fargo. But. Yeah, they just, I feel like they missed the and mark. Unlike, and unlike American Horror Story, when Fargo has actors of note, they actually give them intriguing characters. Right, yeah. It's not so just they're... like, oh, by the way, this is Billy Bob Thornton. Mm-hmm. How and about no, it's We're not going to give him any real dialogue. He's yeah. just going to go. <laughs> yeah. It's said they make Billy Bob Thornton like the most intriguing and interesting killer yeah. in modern TV history. <laughs> Well, all right, you got Barry. Oh, oh, let's not even get into Barry, dude. <laughs> We're here to talk about TV shows that got ruined, not ones that are in their prime. Yeah, right? I know. I'm so excited for the oh, third season of that. Dude, and, and oh, man, me and my brother just saw that What We Do in the Shadows. Season Did you finally three. watch it? Season three. The movie? Huh? Did you watch the movie? Uh, he has. Uh, oh, wait, no, we watched the movie. Yeah, we watched it all. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he loved it. Oh my god, he of course he did. Yeah, how could <laughs> you? Oh my god, so good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's a great one. I want to get into a fun one. Okay, one that's a little off the beaten path, and I think it's particular to me because I know in in Hollywood, this is one of those things that's kind of frowned upon in filming. Okay, but. It drives me crazy, unless by design, and I have an example of that, when actors don't actually eat in scenes while they're not talking. I don't know why you can't write dialogue that's long enough for someone to be able to actually eat and chew food. (laughs) (laughs) And this ruins things for you. It really does. I, I want... You know, the, the dinner conversation doesn't happen in five minutes. There, you're not eating an entire meal in five minutes. Right. And, and I'm not eating. <laughs> like, here's the deal. I am not, like, eating and then, like, finish eating and then talk and then, like, eat some more. I'm, like, eating and I'm talking with my mouth full because right. I know how to do that because I'm a regular human being. And I've seen, you know, and it's not that... My- I might cover my mouth so that way the person I'm sitting across from won't see my mouth filled with disgusting food that I'm actively chewing. Right. But what this does for me specifically is it comes back to the idea that the audience is smarter than you think. Yeah. Just because the character doesn't say the word the because they had food in their mouth, we can put a sentence together. Sure. We're okay. We'll get it. (laughs) So that one gets me and there's, you know, and the, the by design, the reason I put by design is there's a movie that I had seen years and years ago um, now, but <clears throat> Stoker, did you ever watch that one? Uh-uh. So basically it's, uh, was it Reese Witherspoon in it? I forget. Uh, but the guy in it was really good. Essentially it's, a weird, a weird uncle comes over to help take care of a mom and daughter 
whose uh, husband just passed away, husband and father. And he ends up having a weird thing for the daughter. But he never, he makes, he like, he'll be there. He takes care of the house. He cooks dinner. He does all this stuff, but he never eats. So then you start to figure out that he's a descendant of the Stoker family. Oh my God. So that's why he never eats. Like that's part of the mystery. And I'm like, okay, that serves a purpose in the storyline of a mystery that you need to work through. If you've watched these types of things historically or read stuff about it and you know, it lets the audience be smart. Yeah. And that, that, that raised that movie to a level that it probably shouldn't have been at for me. It yeah. wasn't that great. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound great. No, it was it was a very story-driven one. One for me to watch. Steve wouldn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was that's one of those small things that I always I'm like, just eat your food. They made you a nice dinner. Just enjoy it. <laughs> Try me nuts. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, I guess uh, that's that is something that ruins things. <laughs> <laughs> well right look think of that 70s show what about that how 70s? funny would it have been if eric was more of a wise ass with food in his mouth <laughs> <laughs> or Lori, as Lori was like slurping down spaghetti being a dick to eric there does need to be like more like just common like common everyday things in tvs and movies you know like mm-hmm. eating um, going to the bathroom. It can't be done in a way that's funny. Um, um, saying goodbye on the phone. Nobody ever says goodbye on the phone in, in, in TV and movies. No, my favorite of those is action movies. <laughs> Why? On the phone calls. Because they don't really ever say anything when the phone call ends. They're just like, off to the next mission. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Okay. Sure, buddy. <laughs> Whatever you say. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. That's a good one. Didn't think of that. Yeah. <laughs> um what else do you got? I have a couple, I have a few more here, but well, I have yeah, I have a few more left. Yeah, luckily a lot I, I of these will, have kind of led into with, each other. That's been nice. <laughs> I will go with I will go with um TV shows that I think people uh I don't know how to put it like caught on to. And this okay, is what further I further explain. Yeah. This is what I mean. Mm-hmm. The Big Bang Theory was never funny, people. Nope. It was I agree. never a good show. It was never a good show. But it wasn't until the later seasons that active viewers of the show started re-watching the earlier seasons and started going, oh, wait, there's no jokes in this. This isn't funny. I have no idea what this dialogue's about because clearly this is written by somebody that is smarter than me. But I shouldn't be watching it because I'm not that smart. But then they shouldn't have it on TV because nobody's that smart. And holy shit, these characters are completely useless. 
then what the fuck? Why am I rooting for a complete and utter asshole? None of them get anywhere for... I swear, I feel like the first three seasons are literally just about Leonard wanting to be with Penny. Yeah. That's, That's boring. Like, right? It's so boring. <laughs> the show just sucks. Yeah, and uh, you know, and he, that one has the critical I don't like the one of the main characters for me. So that's like an automatic shut it down. Yeah. Um, unfortunately. Yeah, but, and that's the thing. Like people, he was people's favorite character until they started realizing how actually terrible of a human being he is. Yeah. He's mean to everyone around him. And Everything then they did is the only logical thing I guess they could do. Give him his own TV show. Yeah. Well, what it's little Sheldon, so. His past is funnier than his actual present, which is the pro- which is a problem. Yeah, I guess. Because <laughs> you're watching the present. Yeah, I've never seen Young Sheldon, so I wouldn't no. know. I wouldn't know either. I've never seen it, but uh, no, I. That is a great example. Uh, I think that Kaylee Cuoco is fun in it, but yeah. that's exactly what her character is supposed to be. Yeah, she's good. Yeah. Uh, she's like the odd man out there. I think she's a straight man of the series. I think she mm-hmm. does I think she does serviceable in it. Yeah, and she's she is she seems to always be the one that makes a decision that makes sense for her. Yeah. You know, right. she's if I, well, if not with Leonard, I'll take a break for a while and then I'll just go sleep with everyone that I come in contact with. Yeah. You know, there's episodes, there's two or three different guys that leave her apartment. Yeah. And Leonard's just over there crying. And you're like, get over it, dude. Yeah. Dude, you're man, fine. That's fine. Like, that's her life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a good one. I like that one. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm glad other people have similar opinions to me about that show as well, because I, I don't can't know. believe that that show has like, been as popular as what it has been. What's, what did it get 10 or 11 seasons um some ridiculous nine, number well it got 10 it got 12 279 episodes over 12 seasons shit and the last four seasons are all just them making more crap up because they didn't think they were gonna have to write that much probably <laughs> yep oh my gosh that's insane um <clears throat> and your argument for why that's bad is I think my argument for why I think Modern Family held up for so long. And now it wasn't my favorite. Go uh, on. But it had a... It, so Modern Family did something where the two... Mitch and Cam get their kid, Lily. And as the kids get older, I think it loses its... It's good factor. I'm gonna leave it at good factor. Yeah, I don't because know the right word the for whole, it. Like I think when the 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 main charms of it was them dealing with like the, the three kids at like different teenage to like late right yeah to like tween ages like yep that's and part that, of the um, appeal of the show and then whatever yep. the, the the middle one Ariel started getting super hot that started getting weird. Mm-hmm. That got weird. And then the ending was okay because of one thing. And I didn't think I'd like Phil all the way through because that middle part, they really didn't let him be fun. 
they took away some of his corks and I was really upset with that. Uh, sure. Like his weird tight right, his tight uh, tight rope walking or whatever, like the weird shit that Phil would do because only Phil would do that. Like yeah. any anytime you saw him working out, he had some weird like walking stick with him or weird <laughs> sneakers on because that's how he had to walk. <laughs> that's the kinds of things that I wanted. And once the last like two seasons happened, they brought all these weird corks back. I'm like, that's my Phil. That's the fill that I like. Why, why'd they have to take that away just because kids got older? Yeah. And Glee did something similar to, I think, what you're talking about with the location change, character change. And I think it's not necessarily Glee. I think it was anything that's based on high school. The second your characters leave high school, the show needs to end. Yeah. Um, that's the end of the show. There's a... <laughs> You know, there, there's a whole fan base that, you know, says that the worst thing that ever happened to Peter Parker, the worst thing that ever happened to Spider-Man is that he left high school. Yep. You know? Because you have to build a whole new story then. Yeah. You have to change his character in ways that make sense, but it's really hard to do that when there's an iconic character built in. Well, and, and not only that, but like, there's very few things that are like as universally relatable as the high school experience. No. And that's true. Yeah. That is a thousand percent true. You know, so once you take things out of high school, once you're out of high school, everyone's life changes. Everyone's life changes. <laughs> everyone's life goes in separate directions. Yeah. At least in high school, we all, even we, you know, even though we go to obviously different high schools, we all went through pretty much the same <clears throat> shit in high school. Yep. Same bullies, same testing, you know, all yeah. the stuff, same, all that like, stuff stayed social, social structure. Yeah. You yeah, you had your rich people, you had your lower end people, your middle level people, your different clubs. You had it all. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I can see that. Um, I think, most of mine i think that's pretty much oh i have one that's a little bit more subjective but i i think that you might enjoy getting into here right, can, I get, uh, can i get into into one of mine before we get there though because i still have about two or three more oh yeah go so uh, another one that i have um far too long Ooh. oh yeah that's... Where it should have ended so long ago. Number one to me is we're heading back there. CW Supernatural. Oh my God. <laughs> I will contend that the first five seasons of Supernatural is legit the best TV that CW has ever done. I can concur. I liked up to season three or four myself. And then, and then it got it weird. went to like 15. Why? Oh, dude. <laughs> I don't know. Why? I don't know why they did it, man. There was like no better new I, you know, new IP property that you could get on board and be supernatural I about think it's it. Great that that the one dude, uh, Jared Padalaki. Uh, went from like 15 years on Supernatural TV show, you know, you would expect him to want to move up and go into like movies 
or or like maybe HBO. But nope, he decides right on to do 20 episode seasons of Walker, Texas Ranger. It's kind of fun. Yeah, I haven't I I'm not criticizing the show. I just think it's hilarious that like he refuses to move on from TV. Hey, if you like it, and that's also hey, that's also the way that the the industry's kind of going right now, too. Yeah. That's following a trend as well, because even all these big actors are doing tv shows instead Uh, yeah but he's not one of them oh no yeah (laughs) regardless no this is his time to get into the movies because they're not regardless of what people think like your ability your perception as an actor is directly correlated to how well you would do at the box office yeah you know? I think he'd do well because of all those people that stuck around. Like they only had that many seasons because they had fans that still wanted it. Yeah. Which is, I mean, good for them. Great, cray, cray, right? <laughs> yeah. Because um, I remember when he, was it him trying to leave? The guy with the fluffy hair was the yeah, one that was him. trying to leave. Yeah. Um, and they just, he couldn't. They were willing to pay him way too much because the fans wanted to see the show to go on. And he was like, all right, <laughs> you're going to pay me. Dude, and then that show had like, oh my God. I, I, and I remember like one of the fan bases through the show was the Wincest fans. So the two characters, oh, yeah, yeah. the two main characters of the show are named Winchester. Yeah. So it was a whole fan base that was dedicated to them being in a uh, incestual relationship with each other. Such a weird... People are weird. Dude! <laughs> I think that, people like, so step-sibling porn is weird. Like... God. Yeah, no, you? that's unnecessary. <laughs> Don't you? Oh yeah, I mean it's all weird. Porn itself, people is still just like funny it. And weird. It's part of the charm. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh my god, dude! I watched this one video the other day that had maybe so, like easily like the funniest porn acting I've ever seen in my life. Like to the point that like. Because normally, you know, you turn on the video and you, like, skip through, like, the entire, like, first section of it because it's just horrible acting. And we're all here for the same But you missed the story! (laughs) But, but, dude, (laughs) the performance in it was so hilarious from the girl that I just, like, had to watch it. Legitimately, legitimately, like, laying in bed at, like, three in the morning like cracking up (laughs) that's kind of awesome (laughs) what's kind of awesome (laughs) you just couldn't take your eyes away yeah for better or worse like that is great oh my gosh hell yeah Uh. (laughs) well from what from one to another, right? You're talking about something that doesn't leave much to the imagination. Yeah. My my next issue was 
leaving too much to the imagination. So, you know, the, in the sense of you can make it so yeah. and meta. Ambiguity, ambiguity I, is something that is, like, hard to pull off. Mm-hmm. Um, because you have people like me that, you know, most of the time, I prefer if you don't tell me what's going on. Because if you don't tell me what's going on, I can't be upset with how you pulled it off then. Yep. You know, so good example. You also have people like my sister, Darlene, <clears throat> who that is her least favorite thing that uh, any TV show or movie could do is not tell her how, what, how and why things are happening. So she likes animes. I, yeah, sure. Uh, she would because that's my favorite part of animes when they literally just stop the show and some character like breaks the fourth wall and is like this move works because it does this <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking fantastic <laughs> so what do you got over uh, there? no so my um i have a positive example that we started watching last night and <clears throat> basically uh, it's called Only Lovers Left Alive. Have you ever heard of it? No. I found it randomly looking for movies to watch with him. And it's a, a vampire movie with uh, Tilda Swinton and Tom Hiddleston. Hiddleston. However you say his last name. <laughs> and uh, I hate his last name. Not a fan. And, <laughs> and uh, they basically play like counterpart vampire lovers. Okay. And we're about halfway through the movie and he keeps talking about zombies. Right? But it's just enough. He calls this guy a zombie. Show up later in the movie. Well, right. But he also has this, you have this inclination to feel like he thinks of humans like that. Okay. So I don't know what's going to happen. And that's exciting for me. Like, I don't know if this person he knows is actually a zombie yet or if he's just a human and he thinks that humans just go about their day the yeah, same the way. humans are zombies. Day. Right. Okay. And I, I'm just intrigued to find out how that goes. But it's enough to create an imagination there where you want to finish it. And I'm hoping so, there's a payoff. <laughs> right. But it needs payoff. <laughs> well, I think, I think there would be... Uh, because Tilda Swinton's character is the stronger of the two, and I have a feeling that there's some background thing we haven't been told yet. Kind of deal. Like, the way they talk to each other. So, looking forward to that. Getting that ending. Um, But, yeah. Unless if they don't give you that ending. Unless if they just leave it all in the open air. Yeah, it's very artsy, though. I think... um, Maybe I think Noah would enjoy it. I have a really positive feeling you would. The way they film, it's really fun. Well, I'm Uh, a huge uh, Tilda Swinton fan. Yeah, and they're really classy vampires. So they all they always all get their blood, but they drink it out of these little tiny cups. Like you'd go to like an old time party, and they'd give you bourbon in this little tiny glass. Oh, like a snifter. Yeah, like that. Like so, they they sip their blood gentlemanly and i really enjoy that as well they don't ever you know go out of their way they use 
and they use legitimate ways of getting their blood right so like tom's character has this deal with a hospital where he goes to a hospital and he pays the doctor that works in the lab to give him blood and he just dresses up as a doctor and he gets made fun of the whole first hour of the movie because his stethoscope's from like 1962. <laughs> <laughs> like there's a lot of comedy going on as well that I really enjoyed between him and all the other. It's just fantastic. Who else is in it? Uh, <clears throat> those, um, the one guy from the Hunger Games, the, uh, the scientist guy is in it. He actually plays the lab guy. Okay. Um, John Hurt is in it. Big John Hurt fan. Love John. Love yeah. Him. So Love there's names John in it. It, it. It's got some stuff going for it, uh, but it it's quite enjoyable. Like there's like, you know, scenes where it looks like they're drugged up and it goes into the little psychedelic thing. Like the camera work, I think is kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, keeps you, keeps you paying attention. Good stuff. Uh, yeah. All right. You have any last couple well, yeah, I, I only have one, one more one section for my last so. sections. We're just going to remind people <laughs> to give us a, a quick review on your podcast listening network of choice. Uh, we're up there. Give us a good five star. Get a give us a quick a couple of sentences. Check out our other shows. Uh, including the the wrapped up film harvest, the brand new yeah. review, the return of Battle of the Bat fans, so many nice things going on, and of course the number one thing you could do is tell your friends about us. That would be a huge help. And when you get a chance, email us, come in contact with us, ask us a question, we'll answer it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I do want to throw out. Uh, Obviously, tell friends, family, all that good stuff. Um, but we are going to be making an amendment to uh, Thoughts from Hibernation. And they will be essentially blog-based, article-based. I'm working on those. Uh, Chocolate Bear's got one in the in the queue here. We're still working on getting it up and running and maybe doing some final edits and stuff. Uh, but... Next one coming up is, is Taylor Swift the trailblazer? Oh boy. Yeah. And just so you know, I went back and listened to the last 10 years of her music <laughs> and made a rating system. Oh my and I rated God. every album. This is, For those of you that can't hear, that's silent laughing. That you can only come to expect here at Pop Culture Forest. Uh, and to, to, to bring it on home with TV show ruiners, I have two points. Okay. The first is doomed from the start. Oof. And how could we oh, not man. forget that sometimes shows just have bad premises. <laughs> I love this one. This is great. So many times you start a new thing and you're like, hmm, no. Nope. This wasn't good. It's <laughs> not okay. All right. What did, I didn't, I don't have an example for this quite yet. So go ahead and give me what you got. I'm, I'm well, I think of. the best and most, uh, the most universal example 
is the 1990s. Hi, oh honey, I'm home. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, that's the winner. If you if you've listened to us before, you know what we're talking about. Living in an apartment building with Jewish neighbors. (laughs) Yes, this is the pitch meeting. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do this and this, and it's gonna go real well. Yeah, until the first commercial break. Yeah, (laughs) World War II was fifty years ago. It's time that we can fucking laugh about it. It's like, what if Hitler lived? Oh my god, dude. What were they thinking? Good lord. Uh, uh, but my my real last example is, is yeah. a problem that I'm going to call the problem children. Mm-hmm. And these are shows based around characters that to me are wholly unlikable. This is different from the audience mm. catching on, such as the Big Bang Theory. <clears throat> right, right. These are characters that have that show throughout the series course that you should not root for them. Two examples I have. The first example, we're going back there, the CW. Mm-hmm. They, especially, have, they have a trend of this. Especially <laughs> okay. with their superhero shows. Oh, the reason is, and and this is the way that I have explained it before, but their superhero shows, it honestly feels like every single episode, every single character starts off new. Mm -hmm. And they, they, because episode by episode, they change their allegiance, they change their decisions, they change who they want to be with, they change their, their love life. Over the most ridiculous and minuscule of reasons. Yeah. You cannot can trust that. these characters to maintain a uh, 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 continuity through them. So, yeah. So I watched a little bit of Arrow with my dad. My dad really liked that one. Yeah. And <clears throat> I remember when they started doing the crossovers is when I stopped watching those because the second you need to use crossovers to create a fan base you've lost it sure you've now already made a convoluted plot line where if you go and watch flash on a separate instance you're gonna be like well does this relate back to the crossover probably not but i'm gonna look for little things as i'm watching this brand new season to see you can't just enjoy that character for what that character is anymore right so I, I'm with you on that. I hear you. And to me, and to me, <laughs> I think that um I stopped right around the same time, not because of the crossovers. I would have been fine with the crossovers. Well, probably not, because the whole point Oh, there's way too stopped, many now. The whole point that I stopped watching Arrow was I enjoyed the like non-superhuman aspect about it Mm -hmm. the moment that all of the villains and all the main cast started actually getting superpowers that's when you lose me yeah i wanted to see a gritty quasi-realistic take on superheroes like god i wanted a robin hood yeah 
you know, instead, instead, it just goes down the rabbit hole of everybody being metahuman. And that's not mm-hmm. what I was watching the show for. So I didn't like it. Yeah. You know? I hear you on that. And then the I other can't... example, and I'm super excited to hear your opinion on this because I know you're going to disagree. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. So with unlikable characters, the problem children, <clears throat> we're talking how I met your mother. I don't disagree with you. But that doesn't change the fact that I love the show. I know you love the show. But I I can kind of already tell where you're... I think I know where you're going to lead with this, and I want you to go so okay, that I so can... Obviously, the two worst <laughs> characters in the show are Barney and Ted. They are wholly hey. selfish, and they only make decisions based off of what benefits them in that exact moment. And you cannot change that through the whole series and then crush it in the very final episode. So, rebuttal. Go ahead. I agree it's two characters, but I believe that we're talking about Ted and Robin. Sure. I, I think Barney is okay. Well, he is what his character is, and I'm good with it. That's okay. Because even, think about but it this we way. We are coming down to the nucleus <laughs> that Ted is the problem here. Right. And but let me, I'll give you the Barney thing real fast. As the protagonist of your show. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get it. I, I do hear you. Uh, but I think what they do with him that makes the show itself work is they give him long enough runs where he's with a character that he's in love with. So it makes you build back up with him again and then they tear it down. Yeah, see, like, to me, that doesn't work because the entire conceit of the show tells me that it's not going to work. So you're already telling me that this is going to be a failed thing, taking away (laughs) any, uh, Mm -hmm. any anticipation. Any buildup, any any relation that I could have had with them. So here is my one negative that I have on this show. Yeah. And I personally am okay with the fact that they decided they wanted him to end up with Robin. So it had to go the way it did. I get But that. only because, only to get back at a <clears throat> fan base that had already figured it out. Right. But let me throw something out. Throw it. What if, what if they went, okay, we're going to make the first few seasons before we decide who he ends up with? Yeah. Right? Sure. Let the character develop a bit, see how that plays out. Because I think most fans of How I Met Your Mother that I would talk to would say that Victoria should have been the mother. Yeah. That's what By I- a mile, like a thousand percent. Robin's great, but I think if you treated Robin as that intro into wanting to find love, yeah, and then maybe being a tit for tat thing, and then him ending up with Victoria, realize that would have been a home run. Robin, in fact, don't deserve to be together. 
Mm -mm. Yeah. Yep. I think that's how it should have gone. She should have been the back and forth. And then the last two seasons, maybe you bring Victoria back and Victoria stays the, oh, we're going to get married. Yeah. And then I'm good with that idea that the final season would just take place over like five days or something. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, that show's last season was a jumbled mess to me. I think it was just one weekend. Even less time then. Yeah, I think it was literally like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh my God. Yeah, they. Um, I get what they went for. I'm okay with it. I generally seem, I, I am generally pretty easier on endings than most people, especially for a show like that, because there's no way to end that show where everyone's going to be happy. Well, if the, I, if the, if, if, here's the deal. I don't, I think I also blame it Jason for that. Fine. If the, the whole, the, the whole problem comes about because the fan base figured it out, put the clues together as to who they wanted Ted to end up with. So because the fan base figured it out, they went into panic mode and jumbled up everything else to switch bait the fans. Are you talking about they didn't want Robin to be the one that ends up with him? Yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. There was a, a background girl that, that was... Going right, well, that was because they thought the show was going to end. Yeah, well, no... They I mean, had That was their original plan in case the show got cut short. Yeah, and they should have kept it. They should have. They should have just left it. You keep going. Well, because think about it. Like, they they constantly tease the yellow umbrella, right? Yeah. Why can't Victoria have been the one that that was teasing? Right. Why couldn't she have been the one at the train station? She should have been. She came back from Germany because it didn't go well. And, oh, here's Ted again. We should go to the wedding together. And that's like, how I met your mother. Right. Like that would have been like, I would have had chills. Yeah. I still had chills. Cause I was that invested in the show, but I probably would have cried. <laughs> <laughs> I could flat out honest. I would have been bawling my eyes out. Like, Oh my God, Victoria. <laughs> She's going to make me cookies. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I totally understand that though. I can yeah. see that. Yeah. Um, I'm a lot harder on the finales of shorter shows than longer shows. Um, yeah. But I get the argument. I, for I'm, sure. the, I'm the other way because, like, if you have the balls to have a show go 11 seasons, then you best fucking have a decent end up here. Well, from what I know, they got cut a season short because Dummy wanted to go into movies that never really panned out for him. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had it's one good funny. one that I liked, and that was it. Yeah, forgetting yeah, Sarah Marshall. Easily, yeah, and he was easily the most likable character. Yeah, and that was it. <laughs> so, like, if he had just stuck it out one more season, maybe it does work out. Maybe. But we'll never know. They had to rush it, and I get it. Uh, do you have any more before I go on it? An epic rant right now no go go on and because i've rant. been bottled up on this for a real long time after I wrote that article My list is okay this one we haven't gotten to and i think this is going to be a pretty obvious one for most people it's literally probably the main reason we said that we are cutting out game of thrones it doesn't exist in our arguments 
because there's too many things. Yeah. But on the top of the list is just untimely deaths. Untimely and, deaths. And I don't want to confuse it with I'm unhappy this character was killed off. That's yeah. not what I'm talking about. That happens all the time. Yeah. But it usually makes sense in a story. That's the only way that it needs to make sense. Um, like the one that I won't watch ever again, right? Good old movie, Fault in Our Stars. Yeah. I, I won't watch that ever again because of the way that they twist you in the middle of that movie and yeah. a different character dies instead. Well, I they can't. just, they just, like that. I, they don't like, huh? it isn't a twist, it's a flat lie. <laughs> no, that, that is not, no, that one was a twist because you knew it was still a possibility. But the way they wrote it, it wasn't really like, it was very unlikely that that exactly. was going to be the way it went. A twist without any buildup of, of, of information is just a lie. I still count that one as a twist. It's, it's, Either it's way. It's new information at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, whatever. We'll disagree on that one. But <laughs> we're about to buckle up, boys and girls. I had a long night one night, and I got pissed off. So <laughs> you're going to hear why you And why did you get pissed off, Patrick? <laughs> so a couple of my friends, I love the period pieces i will spend a lot of time watching them i love the stupid maid drama that happens in like rich people house period tv shows whatever um this maid slept with the rich guy um anything else there's one plot hole in this lovely show called downtown abbey that i'm gonna get to before death actually because it just hit me and it bothered me at one point the husband that runs the house sleeps with a maid Never gets in trouble for it. The maid just quits. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and it's during an episode where he had to get another character in trouble. Or he's upset at his daughter for being in love with the driver. Sure. Like what? No one, no one caught you. Nothing <laughs> yeah. happened. No but, one's mad. But he gets Whatever. away, away scot-free. <clears throat> That's another category. We don't have to get into that. We're on death right now. <laughs> Sorry. That got me. Uh, uh, but so this, what I'm about to talk about for, in your case, is new information, right? Of course. We're going to get into some new information that Downton Abbey decides to just chuck at you and, and call it a day. And I was mad. So three seasons in i'm loving it i just watched one of the saddest episodes of tv i had ever seen it makes you think that some other character is gonna live but then they end up not living and god it was so well done (laughs) but it wasn't this character i'm about to talk about it was a totally different character and there's now there's three reasons now that I brought that one up that I didn't like it one I know they can write a good death yeah because they did it exactly yeah that made this worse yeah two this particular character upon further research because I had to know because I guessed it immediately wanted to leave the show 
I figured it out before I even researched it. And at least was confirmed. So he, he apologized to fans actually in a couple different interviews, but they still had to write him off. He can't control that. He's not the writer. So <clears throat> their ultimate See, like, selling that, point that, was. Break huh? me into question. Like, does the actor have a say in that? It didn't sound like it in his interview that he did. Sure. He was very adamant about not having any control. Sure. But who knows? Yeah. I'm going to go with the idea that if he was willing to have an honest interview about it, I believe him. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but who knows? Going off that premise, though, if it gets to the end of the season, him and Mary finally have an heir. They finally have their heir after three years of the oh, will they I have two day. ears. Yeah, right? <laughs> That's the dumbest fucking stupid. I'm sorry. Can you? I love it. It's great. Oh my god. Uh, that is the type of shit that would have Steve like, what am I doing with these guys? Yeah. <laughs> so so Mary has the baby, you know, all this stuff. Um, the baby making thing occurs, it's gross. Uh-huh. Whatever. And <clears throat> he Matthew comes in. Has this really big heart-to-heart to her, which created emotional tension, which I really liked. Okay. It was really good. But it turns out it wasn't just for the, you know, the sheer fact of emotional tension. It was to prepare you for the next 30 seconds of the show where... Uh-oh. Okay. Here we We're getting go. into it now. He's driving on a road, another car is coming at him, and it starts to show the camera going back and forth to each car, and they're both freaking out, whatever. And Matthew's not. Matthew's all like riding high. He's smiling. No one's clearly drunk. There's nothing making the accident occur besides the fact that this guy is smiling. I don't know why you're so distracted from smiling that you'd run into another car. Yeah, never one time happened to me. Not buying it. so fake news so they smash he dies they literally show him on the ground for maybe 10 seconds and the still smiling (laughs) (laughs) yeah still smiling yeah and i quickly realized that that little speech he gave about how in love he was with mary was supposed to be the sign-off. Why he was smiling. I'm like, what? <laughs> so if the rest of the season, of, like, so, so essentially they built it up to be, he survived being in the war, he survived the Spanish flu, uh-huh. and then he dies in a generic car crash, but without any reason the car crash had to occur. Nope, not not sold. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was already upset, but I said, okay, I'll watch the first season of season. I'll watch the first episode of season four. I'll see how they handle it. Maybe, maybe they got told last minute. They don't know how to handle his death. They had to just axe it. And then they're starting fresh for next season. At this point, Mary 
had grown into a very strong character to where she's still prissy like she was in the beginning and super bougie and you know the estate is all that matters blah 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 right blah 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 and (laughs) (laughs) but what they do is they bring her back to episode one season one of a character immediately i didn't like that regressed all the but it's not if if she had gone like halfway back and lost some of her empathy totally fine and there's even a funny line in it that i did like but it didn't hit the same because the character lost if they had a little bit of that growth still left it would have been a funny line because she says something about you know finding like oh they found a cure for death like the way she says it is funny yeah but I couldn't get into it. And so essentially what they did was they did poor writing, gave you a death that literally hit out of nowhere. They pulled a game of Thrones and then poor regressed an entire character. It's like everything at once. Yeah. Poor execution, (laughs) bad decision. Yeah. You know, like all they need to do is throw in a time traveler. And they would have hit like all of our points. Yeah. Like it just, I, I haven't watched another episode in two weeks. Oh. I can't bring myself to do it. Yeah. Everyone. I like everyone that wanted me to watch is saying, Oh no, they, they really do. They fix it. But they took such a, such a harsh removal of her character right away that I yeah. don't want to see how they fix it. Yeah. You got to, you, and that's the thing. Like, <sighs> People see that and they're like, wow, what a drastic character change. It's like, no, a drastic, drastic character change like that can only be worthwhile if it's given out over time. Right. So, like, my One argument was define a character like that. That isn't how TV shows <laughs> should work. No. So, here's let me give you my idea of how I think it should have gone. Okay. If they had done that, if it was me and I'm sitting in a writer's room, I'm deciding, okay. How can I make, even though they just got married and they're happy, what if they weren't? What if it was to keep up appearances to keep the estate? Yeah. That's sellable in that, yeah. that world, right? Yeah, that's good. So start giving hints at it. Make them have yeah. a fight. And then that last speech that he gives means so much more. Because yeah. they have the baby and things change for him mentally, and then he dies. And then he dies. And then, because they've had that moment of them like coming together again after having outward turmoil and mm-hmm. resolved their anguish towards each other, mm-hmm. then he dies, which causes a greater rift in her. Right. Then I could see how it could take two or three episodes to get her back to where she needs to be at least somewhat healed yeah you know and that was it was just poor design and i really think it maybe came down to him telling him last minute he wants to leave i don't know maybe they couldn't reach a contract i don't know the details i don't get paid enough to know but man like keep them around for three episodes create some drama between them yeah or don't and then kill them off guys like don't kill them off Send him away somewhere. Yeah, like... His job travels. Go send him somewhere. Hey, Matthew's going to be at this place for a few weeks. Yeah. 
And then if he ever comes back, boom, big return. Don't yeah. fucking kill people off just because they're leaving. So it was that was a really hard one for me to take because I really enjoyed that show up to that point. I mean, it had the little subplot dramas. Uh, you know, some characters were just cute, like the cook, Mrs. Patmore. She's so funny. She sees everything. She has all the deets and she uses them where she needs to. But it also gets her earned sympathy from other characters. Yeah. She starts having trouble cooking and they realize she can't see. So then the house pays for her to get her vision fixed. Like there's really cute moments that this show does within each little micro character that they just threw away. Yeah. It made me very upset. I hear you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, that's that, all I got. Before we head out, is there anything you've recently been into you want to share with the family? Um, I beat the first two bosses of Bloodborne. Whoa. Whoa. Big boy Bloodborne are over here. I'm trying. And yeah. I'm on the third of one of third of the third boss. Uh, uh, but I think I'll figure out. I think that, I got is a, that is a uh, that is a game that my brother could never play. I know it's not impossible. It's Steve. Steve likes to sit there and just kind of help out where needed, uh, but he also likes to watch me die a million times, so it works out well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, other than that, if you guys uh, haven't heard uh, about my brother, my brother uh, restarts video games if he dies one time. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it it's is. never going to get less crazy. That's <laughs> you couldn't play most of the games ever made. And and I told you before, man, he ups the difficulty. He play on easy. Only, and I just had this conversation with him. I was like, I would expect you to beat the game one time before yeah. you up the difficulty. But you see, he starts on normal. He dies maybe twice after getting like 30% through the game. And I mean, he's gotten through 30% of the game twice. Not he died twice yeah, yeah. getting 30% into the game. <laughs> he got 30% of the game twice, died a second time, and then went into nightmare mode, which is no, there's a <laughs> difficulty between hard, normal, and nightmare. <laughs> nightmare sounds worse. <laughs> God. Uh, I you know, did. I, I gotta tell you, Patrick. I really want him to beat that game. Oh my god, that would be so awesome. That would be. I mean, he'd have to put that online if he ever beat that live yeah. and without a death. I mean, I saw thirty-two minute speed runs. I'm like, there's no way. Yeah. <laughs> thirty-two minutes to beat an entire game of Bloodborne. <laughs> Like you have to have played that game eight thousand times. There's no way. <laughs> I, uh, I did. Um, yeah. I I did look into reading the Winona Earp comics because of the TV show. Um, sure. Which, by the way, they did a really funny thing today that drove me ups- drove me a little crazy. I was watching the last season, and they've definitely gone off the rails with the show because it's the final season, and they definitely just like threw whatever they could at it. Yeah. And it's kind of fun, <laughs> but there's, I, I have one on here. We didn't hit and it was missing. 
uh, missing clues. Like just people not being smart enough in the show to pick stuff up. Oh, sure. And they go into this fog that makes you misremember. But the character that ran into the fog went in with a rope tied on him. And they didn't think to grab onto the rope. But wasn't it tied on him? Right. But it was so the portal is there's the reality they were in. And then you just kind of walk through this portal. Yeah. And you get lost. So they were already in the same reality with him. They could have just grabbed the rope and followed him. Yeah. Yeah. That's how that works. Yeah. And they just weren't smart enough. (laughs) So this goes back to the comic in a way that I read a couple panels and I felt like I was reading for, for good purposes of our show today. It was like CW made a comic. Sure. Like the sisters were talking and they're like, Oh, we're like the Gilmore girls now. No, we're not. Is the show based on a comic or is the comic based on the show? The show's based on the comic. Yeah. Uh, so needless to say, I didn't pick that up. I was going to try out one, but I didn't. <laughs> uh, what have you been into? Uh, well, I started uh, reading my first manga. Nice. It's called Which number one did you five. go with? How it's many? Number. F- it's called Number 5. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's about, um, they're like a list of like nine people that are like the most influential people in the world and like really make the decisions. And number five, for some reason is going on a murdering spree against all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty good. <laughs> uh, I like it. Yeah. Nice. Um, besides that, I mean, I haven't, been getting into any like new tv shows recently uh just been re-watching the clone wars for my own pleasure at the end of the day I, you know while i'm laying in bed put on a quick two episodes of that that's always nice uh video game wise i've been playing uh, a little g- a dream chaser or dreamcaster dream- i've heard of it dream dreamscaper mm-hmm Dreamscaper uh, is what I've nice. been playing. Uh, it's very fun. Uh, oh, I forgot. I forgot to tell you. I finished the season four of Rick and Morty finally. Nice. Now you can this guy. Now this you can guy is good. <laughs> First five episodes, I was like, okay, this is a really good story and still some funny lines. And then about halfway through the season, you could tell he amped it up a bit. Still had the story, but man, those episodes were just wild. Yeah, they got crazy with, yeah. What was it, the, the unicorns or like horses or whatever that were gay? What was the deal with that? Like <laughs> dragons, the dragons. <laughs> wait, wait, wait till you get to the first episode of season five, dude. <laughs> oh, and the and bird person coming back. Uh, in a big way oh yeah um the girl the girl that's the rebel i always forget her name was it mel melanie yeah i forget i think it's melanie um she's probably my favorite side character on that show ever 
Yeah, Rick and Morty. Is, She's fun. Rick and Morty's a fucking treasure, dude. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Uh, but freaking bird person, yeah. phoenix person. I'm I'm super happy with it, but obviously it will. I don't think it'll ever reach season one levels again. Like, no season that's... one, it was just so unlike anything else that was on television at that time. Now everything's trying to be Rick and Morty. Dude, it changed the game. Yeah, really, really. <laughs> it did. changed the game in a sense of what was okay to put in a cartoon. Yeah, for real. That's, I think, what it did. It took some things that most of the time someone would be like, we can't put that on national TV. That's that's just crazy. We can't do that. (laughs) They did it. Yeah, and now, you know, it's because of shit like that that, you know, I think we have Invincible. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Um, Well, Patrick. We did it. We did it. Again, as we thanks for letting me go on a rant. I've been waiting to go on that rant for a while now. I love it. I have no one that was willing to listen to me. They all think I'm crazy. (laughs) I'm all in for rants all the time. I'm all rant all the time. (laughs) Uh, Maybe one day I'll keep going, but I don't think I will. You know what they should do? Hashtag Batista for Downton, right? Hashtag, ladies (laughs) and gentlemen, this has been Pop Culture Forest. With the Two Bear Media Review over there has been the Vanilla Bear Patrick. Say what's up uh, one last time. What's up? And of course, <laughs> if you don't know, you should know. I've been your Chocolate Bear Mundo. And as always, Batista for Downton Abbey. <laughs> <laughs>